an organization is mentioned in this episode. The name has been removed and replaced with a chicken sound per my guest's very specific request. I'm Katie Heisen, and welcome to Your Too Much, the podcast where I ask funny people to get overly honest with me. For today's conversation, I took a road trip up to Atlanta because this guest is just that worth it. The first words I ever heard her speak were, Hi, I'm Barb Willis, and my goal for this summer is to become a YouTube sensation. <laughs> and I've been enamored ever since. She did become an actress and has maybe the best heart I know. So Barbara, when I asked you what you wanted to get overly honest about, um, you said nothing specific came to mind, yes. um, that you're an open book. And so you kind of gave me free reign, and I feel like James Lipton. I'm very excited. <laughs> um, dangerous. I know, that is dangerous. I'd like to think that I'm more fun at a party, but don't judge. I've never been at a party with James Lipton. Oh, what a disappointment. <laughs> what a disappointment. <laughs> I haven't made it yet. <laughs> Um, we'll get there one day. I'll get there one day. Well, yeah. I don't. I was going to say I don't know how long he has left, but that's bleak. <laughs> he could live. Technology's advancing. This he is, could live a long yeah, time. We're talking about good stuff here. We yeah. already were one minute in, and we're talking about death. <laughs> Just hitting it. the heart. We're killing James Lipton. <laughs> um, so when I think of you... Um, I don't mean to embarrass you or make you feel awkward, but... Please do. Okay, great. <laughs> I guess that's what this is for. Make everyone feel awkward. Um, the first thing that comes to mind is the arc that I've seen you have between college when we met, where it felt like there was a lot of inner turmoil happening, mm -hmm. to now where you just seem someone who is so um, comfortable in their skin, and like you've mm -hmm. really carved out... Um, peace and well-being for yourself. Um, so I'm interested in that arc, and I'm wondering if we could start in college, and maybe you could talk a little bit about what was going on then. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, when I got to college, that was the first time that I had ever really been away from home. And my first year, that didn't even, that wasn't even really true because I went home every weekend, and um, I lived what five hours away from. FSU and so that was five hours there five hours back so I didn't even really get to see my family that often when I was at home because most of the time I was driving but hmm. uh, I just felt like they needed me there and mm -hmm. I couldn't fully make a break um, so I didn't really know anyone my first year where uh, are you from Davenport Florida. right which is very small tiny yeah we don't still don't have a high school um, yeah do you have like an hour to get to high school. Uh, we have a famous um, School of the Arts there now, which is fun. And, There's a yeah. famous School of the Arts in yeah. Davenport, Florida? Yeah. We, uh, my family, were some of the first uh, kids at the school. Um, they changed it over from a regular elementary school to an art school when I was really? little. Mm -hmm. And uh, I got to go because my brother was a kindergarten student. And uh, if your sibling... If you had a sibling when you were a kindergarten student, they automatically got in. You got so. grandfathered in. I got grandfathered in, yeah. Because of Donovan? Mm -hmm. That's how I ended up in the steel drum band. And, uh, <laughs> oh, 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 I did it. Oh, I did. Yeah. I did know that about the you. The Panamaniacs. 
And now You're Barbara's awesome. going to play the steel <laughs> Welcome to Fresh Air. <laughs> yeah, so tiny, tiny town. Um, and everyone knows everyone there. Like, I can't still go there and not see someone that mm-hmm. I know um, or went to school with or grew up with or whatever. Um, so it was just hard to make a full break when I got to college. And um, I don't know, I have a hard time... Uh, inserting myself into group activities Mm -hmm. so if if someone were to like invite me to go do something I would absolutely go but if they're like hey we're gonna go do stuff okay bye Uh, I'm not (laughs) gonna be like hey can I go with you so uh most of the time I just spent alone uh the first year once I became a an RA the second year I found a little more purpose and then was I had to be the one to invite everybody to everything (laughs) and then it was game changer so yeah yeah. (laughs) then I was like okay I can talk to people this is fine uh but yeah it it was um a rough beginning for sure Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a really common experience when people go to college like that feeling of being alone in your dorm room Mm -hmm. and the assumption that everyone else is out having fun and you're the only one in on a Friday night yep Mm-hmm. Now, always my advice to people is they want to know you as badly as you want to know them, so just ask. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's so nice. Well, in your, um, again, I just feel like I'm just going to embarrass you this whole podcast, but you're such a treat. It's very to... hard to do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you're just such a treat to know, and so I'm glad that you had a tool through being an RA for, for everyone to get to know you. Well, honestly, you helped a lot with that because when it was the end of my first year when we were all getting together after we had all been hired as our team. The chosen few. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, when we were like doing kind of a meet and greet for everybody and it was when I said that line, the uh, YouTube sensation line. I don't know what the heck I was thinking. It was Uh, amazing. (laughs) You were saying you were going to your dance moves too. I was like, God, this girl's amazing. Which honestly... Really worked for me the next year as an actual RA, but yeah. um, <laughs> dirty buckets. Production. Yes, amen. <laughs> Good times. Uh, yeah, you also said some stuff, and and you were um, you just had these crazy stories, and you reminded me a little bit of my dad. Oh, and, good. Uh, I get that great. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you remind me of George Willis. Big Dad energy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, this person, I feel comfortable saying that I really want to be your friend. And I was going to do uh, whatever it took to, to make that happen. <laughs> so, um, That's my strategy, <laughs> too. Did you know that? Really? Now when I, um, if I see someone, and it's usually that I'm like the first time I meet them, I get a read and I'm if I'm like I love this person they're so cool and I want to be their friend it's the least smooth thing in the world I'll literally walk up and be like you're so cool and I want to be your (laughs) Your friend friend. (laughs) and I don't have time for like I'm getting older I don't have time for all the in-between so do you want this or not happen (laughs) yeah maybe I got that from you Uh, I don't know I don't know if I was that direct but uh (laughs) I wanted to be (laughs) I just remember we went to, was it Pizzeria? Was that the right name? Oh my place? God, I Pita, the pita so fries. Oh God, it was the so good. Sauce. Yeah. yeah, I just remember we went there and you told some story about uh, Niagara Falls, I think it was. Oh, crepes, yeah. Yeah, and um, I just thought it was hilarious. And I was like, okay, this person, this person's funny. <laughs> I need they a will, new dad. And <laughs> I need a new dad. This would be great. Uh, yeah, so, um, and then it worked out all right. 
but yeah, you're kind of the start of that, of um, me deciding that, like, hey, I want a friend, I want to put myself out there and see what happens, so. Um, and you may not know that, so I appreciate that. Oh, sure. yeah. this is so nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so correct me if I'm, like, misperceiving, but it felt like you still had just, like, a lot of inner stuff going on through the last few years of college. Mm-hmm. Was that coming from, like, the social place, or was it coming from somewhere else? I think both. Um, well, by that time, you know, I was knee-deep in- um, and that was kind of weird for me because I didn't know how to necessarily navigate friendships there. You might have to explain what Okay, sure. It was a kind of non-denominational Christian group at our college um, that I joined, I believe, my soft, like halfway through my sophomore year. Um, you were already a part of it and uh, told me a little bit about it. Uh, I think I went to your group a couple of times and then... Um, by junior year, I was, like, in it. Um, in it in a, to win it. In it to win to it. To win salvation. We're going to get saved. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think, let's see, it was junior junior year, I was a Bible study leader. And then, yeah, by senior year, that had changed. But um, my one of my first experiences there was uh, one of the leaders saying, hey, do you want to go get coffee and we'll like I just want to know about you like you're a cool person you know kind of how, exactly how you just described it um it's like okay that's I, I will put myself out there yes okay I hate small talk I hate going to get coffee like it's <laughs> it's anxiety through the roof for me. um no. like I'm stuck and I don't drink this what do I do and the coffee <laughs> spikes the anxiety well I don't what even drink nightmares. coffee it's like I, I don't know what to order what I, I get a cup of water and like, this is great <laughs> <laughs> um, and yet now I ask people to get coffee. I don't know. Um, but, uh, we sat there and we talked, uh, when we did meet up, we, we got the coffee and everything set. And, um, we talked for a few minutes about, um, like who I was. She asked me some questions and stuff. I asked her a couple questions and, uh, it was going great. I was like, oh, I'm killing this right now. <laughs> <You're again>. <laughs> <laughs> Friend lockdown. Uh, and then it kind of turned and she was like, all right, tell me about like your relationship with Jesus and stuff. And I was like, ah, shit. (laughs) What did I just get into? Um, and I realized that like, and later on I realized what I was in. I forget the name that they called it, but it was where you're supposed to like grab a friend, ask them to go to like coffee or lunch or whatever. And then you knew it was somebody that like wasn't following Jesus or whatever, and um, you were going to, like, start them on that path, and then, you know, maybe start, like, a Bible study. Do you remember the name of it? I don't remember what it was. Like a gig. A gig. Which is, oh. Yes. And I realized in that moment, I'm in a gig, and I didn't realize it. (laughs) Had you heard about them before this happening? No, no. But you just understood something was happening. I think it was maybe a year later, they had, like, a training on them son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> I got gigged damn it <laughs> I got giggity gigged I got giggity <laughs> wow um but it, it made me feel uncomfortable in that yeah. moment because it wasn't like a of course I realized there was you know something else there that like a a motivator that I didn't know about mm-hmm. going into it um it never feels good right yeah um yeah. it just kind of set everything catty corner just didn't, didn't mm-hmm. feel exactly right 
But, um, uh, yeah, so there was a little bit of that kind of social anxiety because I felt like some of the friendships were built off of that where yeah. there's, you know, that underlying motivation. But uh, my main issue was that, you know, I was trying to figure out my sexuality and gender identity and not knowing that those two were different and mm. how they kind of mesh together at the same time and all the people, the majority of the people around me um, had a very specific idea about sexuality and gender mm-hmm. identity and what that meant and um, how you were supposed to act on those things, mm-hmm. right? So I just, I remember my first year uh, in college, or no, second year, sorry. Um, I was like laying in my bed and thinking like, okay, I have a crush on this person, but I definitely have a crush on this boy, so I'm not gay. No, it's not. It's <laughs> like, I, think, I think it's um, like, I just think she's cool. But, no, my crush is on him. So, like, <laughs> we're fine. We're fine. We're cool. Like, this is all okay. We're good. And then, uh, slowly, that became way more of an issue for me where, um, I don't even remember this uh, fully. I just remember being in our friend Debbie's room, who was another RA, and I was just sitting on the floor and, like, couldn't talk. And mm-hmm. you and, and her were in there, maybe somebody else, like, uh, care may have been there or something Mm -hmm. and um you guys were just trying to get me to like speak and tell you what was wrong and I couldn't like form the words because I was so scared of saying that I wasn't straight that uh I I couldn't get them out of my mouth Mm -hmm. I think we ended up going to like Denny's or something (laughs) and like eating because I I couldn't do anything else (laughs) like let's just I might sure that you come out right now or I'm gonna get some sunny side of eggs from Denny's I think you were afraid that I hadn't eaten in a few days, and you were like, let's just take care of her, like, nutrition first. (laughs) Nutrition first, then the deepest part of her soul. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, So I I remember really appreciating that day, but, yeah, not being able to speak Mm. about it. So I had those two things going on, and um, just really not really wanting to live, you know? It's like, Mm. man, if I have to deal with this shit, I just... I don't know what to, how I can like possibly go on with this because I'm just going to disappoint everyone, you know? Was that, can I ask, was that, um, did that start before or was that idea ingrained into your head like growing up that this was? Growing um, up for sure. I mean, we're, you know, like I said, a very tiny town. It's a conservative town. Um, I may still, uh, be like maybe what one of five people that I would know there um that wouldn't conform to like the you know super country kind of ideal and um certainly the only one in my family uh even when I did finally come out I didn't think my parents would um disown me or anything like that but certainly their worldview would change Mm -hmm. and um their worldview would change or their view of you or yeah, well, that too. Like, yeah, thank you for saying that. Um, yeah, it's not the... Mm, how do I just say this? Uh, their... Yeah, their idea of me, their idea of, like, what my life could become, all that would change. They they think I, you know, wouldn't have a fulfilled life, right? And um, they also have political ideas around that mm. as well, so... A fulfilled life? Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be able to have kids or get married or, you know, any of that stuff. 
Okay. <laughs> we'll move on. I don't know. <laughs> All the stuff anyone needs. Were they the first people you came out to? No. No, no, no. Um, let's see. First person was some of the RAs that I was with. So I believe Anna might have been first. Mm-hmm. Um, man, thinking back, that's hard now. I remember, like, specifically planning out people... Who I was going to tell. One by one. <laughs> yeah, and I had to, like, sit people down and be like, okay, this is who I am. Because the the reason I felt like I needed to do it that way is because I felt like I was confessing, like, a sinful thing. You know what I mean? <sighs> That's so heavy. So I'm trying to think of what order it went in. I think it was, like, Debbie and, and Anna, for sure. Um, and at that point, you know, someone was interested in me, and I freaked out. Mm-hmm. Um because I didn't know how to handle that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, which worked out fine. But uh, I felt like I needed to tell people because I didn't know how to navigate any of that. And um, and those two were super Like supportive. you wanted help navigating it? Yeah, yeah. Because, um, number one, I didn't know how to respond to this person and say, like, oh, I might also like you back. Because um, in my mind, all I'm thinking about is, like, I can't act on uh, being a queer person because the act is sinful, right? Mm. So it does go back to your question earlier. Is like, it, it started before, but it heightened with... Because yeah. then there was a um, well, moral God. issue. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to fuck this stuff up if I, yeah, do this yeah, wrong. Yeah, it so. went from, like, a cultural norm to, like, a soul distancing from a... Right giant, all-powerful yeah. God. And I, I felt uh, a little bit like I was lying anyway because, you know, I did mm. have a crush on somebody in the the organization and wanted to be closer to them. And, like, okay, well, if I'm in the organization, I can be closer to them mm. too. So there was, like, this underlying thing inside of me mm. where I felt like I was, like, a dirty person, you know. So What did it take for that to start going away? Um, well, once I actually acted on it, like I, I kissed this person and then I confessed my sin and then, uh, to, well, you don't have to get specific, <laughs> but you confessed to someone. Yeah. Within. So I, over the summer between my junior and senior year, I like kissed this person that I liked and felt awesome. I was like, yeah, this is great. And then, uh, <laughs> in the back of my mind, I instantly thought like, oh, no, I'm going to have to tell somebody about this. And when I got back to school, I realized, like, the appropriate thing for me to do was to go to the leader and say, like, hey, this happened. I didn't necessarily think that anything, there would be consequences for it because I was telling them I did it, right? Um, And I thought that was the consequence enough. But uh, the person told me that um, I had no integrity and uh, that it sat with me forever because that was just like, I'm, I'm having integrity by telling you. I could have kept it to myself. <laughs> um, but yeah, she uh, said I had no integrity and that um, uh, I wasn't fit to be a leader anymore uh, because of that. So then, you know, I lost that position and, and I really enjoyed it. Um, so that hurt, and then I couldn't tell anybody why that happened because they didn't want me to, you know, come out to anyone. Um, hmm. Or that I, I could 
tell them that, you know, I wasn't straight, but not that it had any consequence with being a leader or anything like that. Um, so it was, uh, I forgot your initial question, but yeah, after that happened, that was like the beginning of senior year. Um, yeah, cause I guess, I mean, all of that, all of that is so awful, but also, I mean, I can't imagine because you're trying to na- navigating that anyway is, can be confusing and daunting and challenging mm-hmm. even outside of the church. So I can't imagine that coinciding with your first kind of deep dive into like an evangelical organization. Right. Yeah. Um, they were so, definitely like at odds. Yeah. Other, and right? I can't imagine the, the level of anxiety and tension that that would cause. Um, so I'm guessing I'm wondering when did that start to turn around where you started to see, started to think maybe this is not a bad thing that I need yeah. to confess. Um, even though the thing kind of turned me negatively towards the church, it did help in other aspects, which in turn led to me being okay with hmm. myself. And that was that they um, spoke a lot about um, reconciliation and that uh, a lot of... Um, like racial issues and like different types of people and like how we needed to love everyone. And, uh, even though their way of loving them, I didn't agree with, um, in some aspects, but, uh, I got to learn about other people in the world in a way that I had never done before being in that tiny town. So, um, I learned about intersectionality and, you know, privilege and that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff, um, which led me to do better research and understanding of who I was. Hmm. Um, so it did help in some aspect, even though it's like, so surprising and I know like interesting (laughs) and cool. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm glad there was like a hidden nugget there for for sure. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, so, uh, I remember going on Tumblr a lot and just trying to find Hmm. other like queer people and seeing how they lived and, um, who they were as people and how they were happy or sad or whatever they were feeling and just learning about different identities. And, um, I remember my senior year, I watched a lot of videos of people who, um, are trans and like, uh, their stories and coming out and all that stuff and, um, learning what not non-binary meant and, um, realizing that like, Oh, I, I feel this way. Like, I could never put it into words before, but Mm -hmm. this, this speaks to me. Um, and finding other people who were doing okay helped. Um, and then at the time, you know, I was also, uh, had my first girlfriend and, um, uh, she was very helpful through all that. And, um, leaving college and, uh, FSU still feels weird to me. Like it, it doesn't feel like a place that I could be fully open as a queer person even going back now I would feel just cut off. the associations probably and that it's you know still pretty southern and like mm-hmm. that's just the kind of people that are there mm-hmm. um there's just too much camo there to feel comfortable <laughs> I think <laughs> that's just a bad sign I need to me. go out and hand out <laughs> wardrobe changes for everyone please, before please, you please, arrive absolutely. in town <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah. So if everyone could wear this short sleeve button up 
um, that would just be great. Just yeah. everyone wear the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, cut, um, cut the sleeves, please. Scientologists. I'll just hand out Scientologists uniforms. Because <laughs> that was a great experience. Because that would us. make you feel very comfortable. Hundred <laughs> percent. Oh man. Uh, yeah. So and then I, you know, moved to Sarasota and was surrounded by queer people, of, and they were awesome and just incredibly supportive. And I didn't feel like I needed to hide any part of myself and mm-hmm. um it just uh made me feel um more solidified in my decision of coming out and just being myself and mm-hmm. uh it helped significantly but it was definitely like at least 2 years or so now I don't think I could hide the fact that like I'm a queer person <laughs> it it was just like a part of who I am instantly to people mm-hmm. but Um, it's more surprising to me that people I told when I was coming out, they're like, really? And that was, that response was more surprising to me because in inside, it felt like I was always trying to hide that aspect of who I was and for them to like not know was there was very, very surprising. Was that like people from your hometown? Yeah. Even like RA friends and stuff. I, I think it was Ralph was like, what? Or something. Okay, I, I, don't remember exactly, <laughs> I don't remember exactly who it was. Maybe he wasn't that person. But uh, there were a couple people who were like, well, that's surprising. And the surprising part was surprising <laughs> to me. <laughs> like, now I consider myself a 100-footer, you know? So it's like, oh, yeah, 100 feet away. You definitely know that person's way. So uh, it's just maybe it's the backwards baseball cap. I don't know. But um, Can I ask a heavy hitter James Lipton question? Sure. Okay, brace yourself. Do you still believe in God? I do. Yeah. I um I wouldn't say that I like actively pursue a relationship with Jesus. Um also because uh like a lot of people around me are like who they would consider themselves like witchy kind of people which uh would have and did scare the shit out of me mm-hmm. when I first heard that. Mm-hmm. Um because I'm thinking dark magic or whatever, you know, like what, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking of that like Christian concept of it. Or, mm-hmm. And um, really all it means is they surround themselves by plants and like to light candles and make good intentions, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all very, like plants with good intentions. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, you know, people practice differently. But uh, around me, that's really what it means. And I um, enjoy uh, seeing... Um, people like take the time to like appreciate things and like put yeah. uh good energy into stuff yeah. and um uh think about others and do good for others and um really at the same time that's all I want from Christianity. So mm-hmm. um they're they're not that different to me. But uh yeah, I haven't gone to church since at least a few years. I think I visited Tallahassee um, to go down for your birthday uh, a couple years ago, and that was the last time I went to church. And it was um, very uncomfortable for me, so yeah, I, uh, I haven't been back. But if there was a church here that um, I felt comfortable in, I miss the music, and I, I miss like mm-hmm. um, listening, and I love the intellectual debates around uh, Christianity, and mm-hmm. uh, I like reading the Bible, and like the bad part is, is that I like reading it to be able to come up with an answer for somebody that says a dumb question. But, um, <laughs> like, I got him. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> I'm always prepared for debate. Um, but, uh, I, I like, um, the story of it. I like, uh, 
a lot of what it encompasses, but um, the whole like church thing, mm-hmm. I don't know if I could do again. One thing that um, really um, stands out to me in my head, like what I associate you with. It's <laughs> bad dancing. Bad <laughs> dancing, first and foremost. Um, but secondly, that um, I don't know how to say this without it sounding like schmaltzy or like I'm blowing smoke or something, but um, you and your partner, Megan, are just two of the best people I know. Like, you you just have, um, I come to your house to rest and like, not just physically, it's like a soul rest. Like, I feel like I can recharge on the deepest level when I'm here. And I think part of that besides you both just being good people and individually but is that you just treat each other so well that there's just so much peace here um and so I'm wondering I was wondering how much of that is intentional practice for you where you're making choices or versus how much of it is just like yeah, is there intention behind it? Are you mm-hmm. trying to do good? Are you making certain choices? Yeah, yeah. Um, thank you for saying that because, honestly, both of us have such anxiety when people come over. Not you <laughs> because for some reason you calm us both. but um, You suck all my anxiety <laughs> and take it on to yourself. <laughs> well, you know, both of us grew up in houses where um, we didn't have friends over, you know, not, mm-hmm. not often anyway. Um, and it was very specific friends who would come over. So... Uh, we just aren't used to having house guests Mm -hmm. and we, um, God, we like uh, clean everything, like scrub it down beforehand. And we're like, and uh, it's important. (laughs) We do it before we go on vacation too. So we come back (laughs) to to a clean house because it's very relaxing. But, um, it's, uh, it's super nice to hear that because we both really want to be like good hosts, Mm -hmm. uh, because we never got to do that before. So um, that's great. Uh, I would say to your question about like intentionality, I can't say that word. Um, You can put that in there with the correct pronunciation. You just just say it and then just put it over my voice. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I um, am quick because the way my family argues is um, we like get all heated and then like scream at each other and then five seconds later, like, oh, you want to go get some food? Like, there's no apology <laughs> or anything. We, we don't go through that. It's just a very quick cycle up, down. And um, so I, I can pretty instantly, like, get upset about something and then it go away. But I realize that that quick I'm getting upset is just stupid and I don't need to do that. It's just pettiness that's coming through. And um, hmm. Uh, that was an issue for me in my past relationship where I would just, it, it was just stupid stuff that would irk me and I would let it fester and um, instead of just talking about it or whatever. And I uh, didn't want to do that uh, this time. And so I, if I do get um, flustered, usually it's like if we're late for something because my family's always been late mm. everywhere they go and I, I do not want to do that as an adult. So if we're late to something, I get anxiety and it, it tends to make me like, uh, have a, a quick fuse and, um, and she knows this. Uh, and so she will like try to calm me down (laughs) 
<laughs> and say like, it's fine. If we're five minutes late, it's fine. And you're like, okay, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Um, I'm just being uh, ridiculous right now. Um, so it's usually that, or if I'm, I'm hungry, I get hangry pretty quickly. <laughs> and she knows like, if I, I can't make a decision, I don't know what I need. I just need <laughs> Take food. Take her to Denny's, just, Megan. <laughs> come on, give me some pancakes. Uh, but she instantly knows when I'm like that and knows how to fix it. And it's just that she needs to push me towards food. Once I eat, like <laughs> literally put it in my mouth, I'm good to go. Uh, and so, um, I do have to make those decisions. Like, am I going to be petty about this? No, this is stupid. Mm-hmm. she's a great person who does not deserve to have to deal with these <laughs> emotions. So like, just you're fine. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's been, um, really nice because I mean, that hardly ever happens anyway. We have great communication and she's just the best person ever. Um, and is the most supportive, sweetest person I've ever known. Um, so it's not like those things happen frequently anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that when they do happen, it's because I haven't taken care of myself as much as I need to. And I mm-hmm. need to take a step back and uh, realize what I need and take care of that. So um, it has nothing to do with her inability to be a good partner. So once I realize that, the blame goes off of her and it goes on to me and I know mm-hmm. how to fix that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's not talked about enough that like... Um, taking care of yourself leads to treating other people better. And Mm -hmm. I feel like I've seen that with you as you've been, I was going to say been given, but really I think you fought for it and carved out for yourself the freedom to be who you are. And as you've had more like internal peace and as you're like working on these different things that you're talking about, um, it's led to just more generosity, more hospitality, mm-hmm. more because you have more headspace and just more freedom yeah. to do that. Yeah, we definitely have our like our little things. What is it? I think they called it at FSU? It's like sponge squeezing time. <laughs> oh. oh yeah, good Housing stuff. Housing is a cult. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> I loved it though. Um, <clears throat> uh, yeah, so I know that like throughout the week, if I need, if I'm getting like antsy, most of the time I, I get antsy when I'm like waiting to hear from a, an audition or something. I'll just like sit around and fester. And, uh, I know that like, I need to go like to a thrift store or I need to go to like watch a movie or something like that. I need to like get out of the house and, or we, this summer we've been working on, we both want to get healthier, um, just like more physically active. So instead of asking people to like go out to dinner or go get coffee or whatever, we'll ask them to go on a, a hike with us. And, um, that's been really great Mm. because then I'm in nature and I I get some sunlight and can eat a squirrel if you got, I can eat a squirrel. Exactly. Um, take my, my little Bowie knife. (laughs) (laughs) Terrifying. (laughs) I do not have one of those just, um, yeah. So that's been, it's been nice. Um, also having her to like get healthier with and stuff. We're both actively Mm -hmm. trying to be better people. Um, and it's easy when you have a good support here to to carry on with so I think that's what reads I think that's what I'm picking up on is that you both are just trying to be better people and that sounds really um simple but then when you come across it you're like well I guess it's pretty rare because it's like (laughs) knocking my socks off like (laughs) nice (laughs) well you know she's also had like in her past people who haven't treated her the way that she should be treated as a human being let alone a, a good person and so 
I also mm-hmm. never want to put her in a position where she feels like I'm treating her in the same manner that those people were because she mm-hmm. never deserves that no matter what her actions are. And so um, I just, I, I'm in like a constant check of myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do let it out when I'm driving. She sees the the evil side of me because I <laughs> I very much yell at people in traffic um and it's only started in Atlanta I don't know I, I don't blame you they're God, crazy it's just I'm I'm I feel my life ending every it's time a, I get yeah. in a car and it's just it's really it's Russian roulette when every you're driving. time I come up here I'm like their house is peaceful I'm willing to everything around it is just chaos <laughs> and so she sees the the bad side of me while driving um she told me this morning while we were, I was driving her to work, she said, uh, yeah, I'm definitely driving to the beach because there's no way I can handle this. <laughs> I said, okay, that's cool. We're good. <laughs> you know, all these things you're talking about, I'm realizing that you and Miles are very similar. <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> that's a great person to be compared to. I will take that any day. Yeah. <laughs> um, would you have, I don't, you know, this is too cheesy. Feel free to just say no. I, also I won't cheese, answer so. it. <laughs> but what you know, what would you say to someone who is in your shoes and having a lot of turmoil and figuring out their identity? Hmm. What would you want them to know? Well, in the past year, I have um, been way more open about um, considering myself non-binary, uh, and honestly, my career has gotten. Uh, it's advanced way more since doing that. Um, once I realized who I was, I finally had a, uh, that sounds terrible. Not like a brand, but like a, a way to market (laughs) myself. Like this, this is, people want to see other people that they, you know, identify with and can relate to. And there's not many people who identify this way who are acting. Um, and so that's been, once I realized, like, oh, I can cut my hair. I don't need this long hair that I hate. I can wear <laughs> what I want to wear. And this actually helps me. Mm-hmm. Uh, because those are the parts of me that make me unique. And I don't need to compete with these other people who are themselves. And I'm trying to be like them. Uh, that doesn't help anyone. So once I, I realized that, um, it's even gotten, you know, it's gotten better than it, it was. And I feel way more comfortable with myself. So I would say to someone who's, who's struggling, like, number one, you're loved, right? Um, I would say find someone that you trust to talk to uh, because that's what helped me, like, talking to you, talking to Debbie, talking to Anna. And um, just know that uh, there are people who are out there who support you, who know some of your struggles. Obviously, we can't know all of them, but uh, and are willing to help you as well because once I found a community that I could like ask questions to and uh struggle with then that was such a a resource for me that I didn't know existed before um because I mean you can't do this crap alone I was just sitting in my room like hating everything (laughs) and not knowing when you're in the like trench you can't pull yourself up you need other people to like throw you a rope that's just Mm -hmm. 
no, the whole like pull yourself up by the bootstraps crap is literally crap. That doesn't work <laughs> that way. No, you need support. Um, I also went to therapy and that was um, helpful in college uh, because then I had someone to um, check in on me, you know, mm-hmm. because I needed that. And I, you just have to you know, like recognize that about yourself and know what you're willing to put up with and what you're not willing to put up with and stick to your guns. Once I got a backbone, it's uh, it's been real nice. <laughs> I, I know it. how to stand up for myself now and, and say that what my choices are mm-hmm. are my own choices and I get to stand behind them and they're good ones. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if that is helpful or not, but um, it, it feels nice. <laughs> One of the joys of being friends with someone, friends with you for a longer amount of time, I'm just so glad to get to see this part of the journey. Like, I'm so glad that I've known you long enough to get to watch you thrive and get, even just hearing these phrases, like, <laughs> stick to your guns and stuff. It just, I'm, I'm so happy. I'm, like, so glad um, to see that. I mean, if I hadn't gone through all that crap, things would be different, but... Man, if I were sitting here, like, saying I can't, you know, act on my sin and all this stuff, I would just be miserable right now. Instead, I'm, like, with the most loving person of ever, and I have a beautiful little family, and I get to know her family, and I still get to hang out with you, and it's, like, yeah, it's it's awesome. And you know I what? It's upon everyone. <laughs> Dare I say it? I see God reflected so much in your relationship. Like, to me, that's, that's holy. <laughs> people ask holy. me a lot. They're like, is, um, you know, because people show off their relationship on social media and stuff. And uh, they're like, oh, this looks all great and dandy, but it's not really like that. And um, it's <laughs> nice to know that I can honestly say, like, it is, we don't yeah. go on social media often. I very rarely post pictures of us together and stuff. We just I don't really take them. I was going to say pictures, but, um, (laughs) it's just awkward. Um, but, uh, I don't feel the need to like put anything out there because we're literally the most boring people, you know, like we just sit around in the best way. We, we've got all these plans ready for Valentine's day. We're going to go to comedy and everything. We just sat here and watched like a season of a show instead. And it was great. It was the best. (laughs) So if that's what people want to emulate or think is great, awesome. (laughs) <laughs> ready for a lot of tv and a lot of like snugs that's really yeah. it <laughs> um is there anything that you wish I had asked that I didn't or anything you want to clarify hmm. I think uh I think I'm good <laughs> you good is, is there anything you think I need to clarify I'm really I'm just baiting you and if you don't <laughs> guess what I'm wanting you to ask this friendship's over tacos that's it <laughs> thank you Barb. it always comes down to tacos always <laughs> Denny's you. Denny's eggs and tacos amen <laughs> <laughs>